RIMS, the Risk and Insurance Management Society, just released its 2012 benchmark survey and for the first time assessed the risk social media poses on enterprises. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Dave Bradford, president of the Research and Editorial Division at Advisen Limited, which publishes the annual RIMS benchmark survey and serves as its editor-in-chief. Thanks, Dave, for taking time to chat. I'm glad to do it. We'll get to the survey findings on social media in a bit, but first off, please take a few moments to tell us about RIMS and the benchmark survey. Sure. RIMS is the association of risk managers in the U.S., and risk managers are the the buyers of insurance at larger companies. And they also have other responsibilities in terms of finding ways to manage and finance the risk of their organizations. The Benchmark Survey has been published for about 30 years. It started as a way for risk managers to compare their insurance programs against peer groups to see if they're purchasing the right limits, if they're paying the right amount for it. Over the years, we've expanded the Benchmark Survey to address other areas of interest for risk managers. Each year now, we do a couple of supplemental surveys on topical issues. And for this past survey, one of the top surveys that we conducted was on social media. As I flipped through the 150-page survey, I saw lots of figures about the cost of risks involving property, auto, workers' compensation, malpractice, marine, aviation, fiduciary, and so on. But I didn't see much about cyber. In the section about the IT industry, there were two related charts that reported 32 data breaches and insurance payout of $91 million in 2011. And in the telecom section, the study reported 10 cases of unauthorized data distribution and $170 million in payouts. Otherwise, not much on cyber. Why so? Cyber exposures are increasingly a part of the concerns of risk managers, but that's actually a relatively recent development. Until uh, just a few years ago, cyber exposures were, were perceived pretty much as in the domain of the IT department, and risk managers didn't have a whole lot to do with it. In the past few years, that's changed. Still, only about a third of large companies buy cyber insurance policies. Going forward, I suspect you probably will see more in the benchmark survey concerning cyber. It is a topic of a growing concern for risk managers, and certainly it's a very rapidly growing product within the insurance industry. I was at a conference a few months ago, and someone from the industry was discussing one of the problems that in dealing with cyber is there just aren't enough underwriters who really understand cyber insurance. You know, there are a growing number of companies. I believe there's 28 companies now that provide the coverage. But for a lot of them, it's just been within the last couple of years. So it's still a learning curve for a lot of the underwriters. What's the synergy between information risk management and other forms of risk management? Well, I think you have to look at risk management uh, in organizations in a more holistic way, and more and more companies are doing that. Enterprise risk management has been a concept that's been around for a few years now, which is an attempt to get beyond siloing the management of risk in organizations in different departments. As far as information risk management, as far as data security goes, increasingly companies are looking at it as an enterprise-wide problem and not just something that sits on the servers in the uh, IT department. And it's especially the case now that more and more companies have employees with mobile devices that are connected to the system that can be lost or stolen. What has happened is that more and more companies are creating committees that span the organization to address data security issues. Uh, And increasingly, that includes the risk management department. Okay, on to the survey on social media. What did the survey reveal about social media as an asset or liability to businesses, governments, and not-for-profits? We were looking to see if 
risk managers were perceiving uh, social media as being, A, important to their organization, and whether the organizations perceived social media as being important to their business uh, purposes, and B, you know, what kind of risk were associated with, with social media in their organizations. And the majority of risk managers said their, their organizations do view social media as an asset. They do view it as an important part of the business plan going forward. They do see it as a way that they can communicate with customers and with other stakeholders. They do perceive the opportunities in social media as outweighing the risk and, you know, are actively pursuing ways to, to exploit social media for business purposes. But there are risks there. What are some of the risks that are identified? The biggest concern that risk managers have about social media is reputation risk, and that is from two areas. One is from the company's own social media activities, which tend to be a little less regulated and controlled at a corporate level than than other communications going through traditional public relations and advertising channels. And secondly, just from what's said out there in the in the social media domain about the company, whether it's true or not true. You know, it could be a rumor, it could be a fact, but it can spread like wildfire. You have the viral effect. So if something happens within the company or perceived to happen or rumored to have happened, it can go around the globe instantaneously and then it becomes a real problem for the company to battle back against that perception. Now, are there ways that companies are addressing this? Yeah, the key thing that companies really need to do is to, uh, first of all, have a social media policy. They have to be able to control what's coming out of the company via social media, whether it's official channels, company's own Facebook page, for example, or by communications from their employees on social media. So companies' first step is to really for them to establish a social media policy as to who can talk about the company, what they can talk about, who's authorized to make certain types of statements and the like, and set some guidelines for employees and remind them that you know their statements reflect on the company overall and to be cautious as to what they say in their own social media activities. The other thing they need to do is to be monitoring social media and be aware of what's being said about the company and have a plan in place to respond if there is an incident that results in a negative issue being communicated via social media. The other thing companies need to do too is, is address some of the other risk that social media presents, and that can be things such as, for instance, harassment and discrimination taking place via social media, and perhaps outside the workplace, but it's basically work-related issues that sort of spill over into the private domain. Because of social media, the line between work and not work gets blurred often, so that becomes almost a human resources issue in terms of being communicating to people appropriate behavior with coworkers and with subordinates outside the office. I don't know whether certain industries have different approaches to this. Obviously, with uh, not only social media, but with mobile devices, there's a blurring of lines between work and private time. I don't know whether this presents additional risks for organizations. It does, and that you really do have a blurring between work and, and, and not work in private time that can create issues. With mobile devices, the issue is sometimes having to do with the fact that you basically have employees who are working around the clock because they have access to, to work information, they have access to communication with their fellow employees, and, and it becomes a, a, a wage an hour and a time issue that you have to manage there. It's a little different with social media, but you know, it definitely presents the risk of work-related issues spilling over into the private domain where the company doesn't have a lot of control over what happens. As part of the social media survey, you asked your respondents if their organizations purchased cyber insurance. 56% said no, 38% said yes, and 6% didn't know. How does the purchase of cyber insurance compare with other types of insurance purchased by organizations? 
Well, there's certain types of insurance that just about every organization purchases, either because they have to or because it's a very wise purchase, and that would include things like workers' compensation, property insurance, automobile insurance. Cyber insurance is viewed as much more of a discretionary purchase at this point in time, and risk managers really have to be educated on the need to purchase the coverage, what the coverage actually provides, and so far, that's been a little bit of a difficult sell for uh, for brokers. And partially it's because it's a new product for brokers as well. And a lot of them just don't really understand the product that well themselves. They don't do a effective job of communicating the need to the buyers. Companies that are offering cyber insurance, are they sort of standard types of policies or you have a variety of different companies offering a whole different range of products? The products are becoming more and more standardized, which is a good thing because you can combine different policies into a single program now. But there's still a lot of diversity in the marketplace. And there probably will be for a while. It's probably a good thing. And the exposures continue to evolve and the coverages continue to evolve and companies continue to innovate so that you find that there's a lot of focus right now, for example, on providing services after a data breach via the policy. So if there is a problem, the insurance company sort of rallies the necessary resources to help address that problem, which is a pretty new coverage. That just really wasn't there a couple of years ago. Companies are now scrambling to find their own version of that kind of coverage. One-third of the social media adopters in your survey said their organizations did not implement an enterprise risk management approach to the adoption of social media. 18% said they did, and another 18% said they partially implemented an enterprise risk management approach. The rest didn't know. What do you make of these findings? It actually is fairly consistent with other surveys that we've done about enterprise risk management in general, that there is a growing movement within risk managers to champion enterprise risk management programs within their organizations, but it is a big commitment on the part of the organization to actually implement. So what you find is that it's a growing number of companies that have enterprise risk management programs in progress, but a lot of them are still sort of in the beginning phases or in the middle phases and are making relative slow progress towards uh, actually getting a fully implemented program in place. You're saying that enterprise risk management is relatively new? Well, the concepts behind enterprise risk management have been around for a long time, things like continuity planning and the like. But in terms of looking at it as sort of a separate discipline with a name associated with it, enterprise risk management associated with it, and that's really been within the past decade that that's really uh, taken root. And why so? It's just been a recognition on the part of more and more companies and within the risk management community itself that you cannot really sort of break apart an organization's risk into pieces and effectively manage it because there's just way too much spillover between the different types of risk. And to not look at it in a holistic sort of way, leaves yourself open to really not understanding what the risk profile of your organization is. And from the standpoint of senior management, it's less important that the loss comes out of the uh, the finance department rather than out of the production area than it is the fact that a loss occurred. And they want to look at a way that they can understand what their entire risk landscape looks like, what their risk profile looks like, and know that that's being managed in a centralized sort of way and not being dealt with piecemeal. It's been a growing awareness on the part of senior management organizations, and in part it's been championed by risk managers who are looking to enhance their roles in the organizations, broader areas of responsibility for themselves. And it's also been encouraged by Sarbanes-Oxley and just some of the requirements of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act in terms of management overview of companies and corporate governance. Thanks, Dave. You're very welcome. I've been speaking with Dave Bradford, editor-in-chief of the annual RIMS Benchmark Survey. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.
Thanks for listening.